Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Sage Infinite, Online Nation, yeah. Hey yo, welcome to the Online Nation. Victory I'm chasing, penetration helps to spread the floor spacing. You know I'm acing, all for the sim nation. The hesitation freeze the D in location. They can't recover, got the skill like no other. I hear shots, see the boards giving me props. I tell them Jesus fall back, call a playing attack. They wanna rage quit playing 2K, that's it. Rex center to the park, jump shot with the arc, going on. Runs the home crowd, feeling my spark. Spot your weakness, guarantee you reach. I teach quick, deep slip, flip the finger, roll that shit. Who got next? I shake a dude out of his check. Cop some new ones, opponents better show me respect. Ride the bench next time, all witness my shine. Who can see me? The future like NYC. Peace. What's up, everybody out there, man? Uh, welcome to Online Nation um, Gaming. Uh, I'm the co-host today, um, DJ uh, Gonzo Star, and uh, at Trav Making Moves, we'll be here today um, hosting, co-hosting the show. Um, NYC, uh, the future's not able to be here today, but hopefully he gets back soon. Um, I really don't have any major topics to talk about when it comes to the NBA because the only topic that really matters at this point in time is the Golden State Warriors versus the Cleveland Cavaliers in the 2016 NBA Finals. Uh, I just wanted to state that uh, the series right now is 2 to nothing. Golden State's up. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about NBA 2K17 and things we want to see improved and things we're hoping for in the game. It's not really even a wish list. It's just things we just hope that they actually improve upon. Me, personally, I think I want them to improve more so on the strategic part of the game, especially when it comes to online gaming as well. Uh, I think that needs to be more competitive. I think it needs to be more rewarding for guys who are actually using uh, strategy as opposed to guys who don't sub. And I've been saying this for forever, but that's one of my main things when it comes to online gaming. Uh, I can care less about the park and all those modes. That's arcade nation. I let them have their fun. You know, so I'm not knocking them playing that mode, but that's arcade mode. I can't really complain about strategy in those modes. Just make sure pro-am is strategic, you know, and make sure the, uh, the gameplay, like my GM, you know, head-to-head games, online games, head-to-head. Make sure those games are strategic. That's all we ask for, you know what I'm saying? Not ask for it to be perfect because I know it is a program. Uh, and they can never be perfect like we like them, you know, because, like I said, it is a computer. You know, we can't expect them to be, like, you know, super accurate. Us as humans ourselves aren't as accurate all the time, no matter how, no matter how smart we are, uh, you know, how, how, no matter how great our minds may be. We all make mistakes. So I understand the computer making mistakes. It's just I don't want to see frequent frequent mistakes being made and not addressed, you know what I'm saying, things that just absolutely should not be happening in the game, uh, period. Just fix those issues. Um, like I said, that's really all I have. I'm going to go to the shout-out section next, hit you with a little bit of music, and then we're going to um, get to the shout-out section, and hopefully we get to our small talk section, you know, we can kind of get um, you know, get to some of these topics, man. I'm ready to talk about this Cleveland, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers and Golden State's final. 
fantastic first quarter from Carmelo Anthony. He had 14 points, three rebounds, and one assist. About it in the joint They should've never let me out, nigga Don't you know my mama from Detroit? Boy, I put the piston in your mouth, nigga I'ma take your shorty if you doubt, nigga Mike Derrick Fisher with your spouse, nigga Like Django mixed with James Jones I'm on the king throne and you a house, nigga I be 2K and with them 2K Take your side and make the play die Send them shooters where you stay Just say you got this shit on King Fly Tell them acting niggas take two Fuck me all right, shout-out section, everybody. You know, first I want to shout-out, man, the original host, man, of the show, man, NYC The Future, man. Shout-out to, you know, the co-host, Trap Making Moves. Shout-out to at underscore LS57, underscore everybody knows me. It's a little spaz uh, on YouTube, Twitter. Um, shout-out to um, the resident president of the Sim Nation, the Czar. Shout-out to Big Mama. Shout-out to LD2K. Shout-out to Scott OG, uh, OG Gallagher. Uh, shout-out to Sam I Am. Shout-out to Books Nelson. Shout out to um uh uh Brian Mazik. Uh shout out to Greedy Rashidi, man. I, I don't mean to forget you, I just haven't heard from him in a while, so just shout out to you as well. Just let you know we ain't forgot about you, man. I even need you back. Um uh shout out to uh shout out to the Lob Mob, Gideon Prime, shout out to uh D Smitty, shout out to him, man. Um uh shout out to uh Swaggy P Lino, man as well. Shout out to G Rob Gaming. Um also, shout-out to NY, NY underscore Kia31. Hey, man, uh, the brother is excellent with the, the Madden breakdown videos. Uh, really, really good with that. But he just really speaks the truth, man. A uh, very good brother, too, man, as well. Check out, check him out on YouTube, on Twitter. At, like I said, Twitter, you can uh, you can follow him at uh, NY underscore Kia31. Um, let's see, shout-out to Almeco Thompson. Shout-out to Julian Lomenzo. Um let me see who else. I'm just trying to wing it off the top of my head. Uh, shout out to at Mama Mama. There goes that man. Uh, he's another brother on Twitter, man. We we uh we converse with. Um, man, just shout out to man everybody, man in the Sim Nation community, man who just wants the game to be wants 2K to be better, who likes basketball, who's enjoying life, man, and wants everything. You know what I'm saying? To you know, just want the game to be be the game to be good, man, and we just enjoying each other's company, man. Just. You know, it's like a version on Twitter about the NBA Finals, whether it be jokes, whether it be the actual games or what's going on. We just want to converse about all those different things, you know what I'm saying? So, And, and it's fun. I'm, I'm actually having a blast, um, you know, just conversing with the brothers, man. Everybody, like I said, one thing about the Simulation, man, it's more, it's, like a, it's more so like a family, man. We Nobody really has any real beef, you know what I'm saying? We don't argue. We just state our point of views and just have a really, really good time laughing at the memes and all the funny stuff on Twitter. So if you're not part of the Sim Nation on uh part of the Sim Nation, you're really missing out because it's more than just a game, it's more than just the basketball, man. It's just a brotherhood, man, where everybody just gets along. Uh, you know what I'm saying, females included, you know, we all we all just get along just talking about sports, man, and just you know, talking about life, man, in, in general. So, you know, so for anybody who's not a part of it, this is something you need to be a part of, you know what I'm saying? And and we need to thank the uh 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 the czar for, you know, making all that possible, man. You know what I'm saying? Because he really made Simulation possible, and it's a really good group of people. So I just wanted to put that out 
uh, put that out there uh, for everybody. But like I said, that's my shout-out. If I missed anybody, it's not because I'm trying to miss you. Don't charge it to my heart. Charge it to my head because I just don't know as many people as NYC and Azar and all them know. I just know just a few people that I converse with regularly off the top of my head. Oh, shout-out to the, uh, Keith Turner, too, man. Um, shout-out to that brother, man, really good brother. And I don't have my phone because it's on the charge right now, so I can't really just quote all the people that I talk to on a daily basis at the moment because it's, like, completely dead. I can't even retweet anything right now because my phone is completely out. But, yeah, like I said, I'm going to uh, hit a little music, man, for you, and then we're going to jump into this next topic, and we're going to talk about this NBA Finals. With him in the bag and a towel on him. I fuck with y'all so heavy. I'ma let y'all decide his fate. Talk to the little nigga or just wild on him. What y'all want me to do? What, what y'all want? Let's talk about these NBA finals, right? Okay. I don't know if I said it before, I said I think that the I said I think that the the Golden State Warriors has a they have the they, they have a way that they can they can possibly win in four games. They can sweep it. But I said more than likely in five games. I give Cleveland one because they are going back home to get a couple of games at home. So I can give them that, you know, give them at least one game. But the point I was trying to make to everybody is is that Everybody kept saying it's going to be so different with Kyrie, um, with Kyrie Irving, you know, um, with back and Kevin Love back. And at this moment, it looks like that might have been the worst thing to ever happen because LeBron got two games by himself. But this doesn't mean I'm going to shift the blame on Kevin Love or Kyrie Irving. No, I'm not going to do that. I refuse to shift the blame on them. Uh, this is their first time in the finals. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, these guys were never playoff guys anyway before they, before LeBron got there, right? But I can't excuse I cannot excuse LeBron James, despite his greatness. There's a few flaws I see personally, just my opinion, with this game. A lot of people think that when he drives to the hole, that he's, you know, he's he, he he's he's good at it. But why is he good at it? Because usually. LeBron pushes off with his left hand. He dribbles with, dribbles with his right. He uses his strength to kind of push, you know, smaller people who are smaller than him out of the way. What I'm realizing is that he's having trouble against guys who actually can, who can actually withstand his force and people that they can telegraph his very move. Give me an example. One thing, two things LeBron James has not really improved on, and this is just. We were just looking at his game. He has not improved on. This is what made. This is what makes him a liability, especially when it comes out to championship games. You start playing real smart teams. LeBron James has never fixed or practiced on his mid-range shot and his three-point shot. Not really expecting to hit three-point shots, but his mid-range jump. His mid-range jumper has not improved. It actually declined once he left Miami. I think he was able to hit those wide open shots in Miami because a lot of the pressure was off of him so he really didn't have a lot of he really didn't have a lot of pressure so he was able to knock down some of those shots because other teams had to focus on other people. 
But they're clearly giving him mid-range shots and threes now with no problem because all the pressure's on him to make those shots. And he still has not been able to capitalize on him sagging off of him on the three-point line and on mid-range. He still has not been able to capitalize on it. That's a problem. He has not fixed that. Let's, let's, let's look at a few people who really didn't really have mid-range games. Well, they had mid-range games, but they weren't perfected. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan could shoot coming out of college. Everybody said Michael Jordan couldn't shoot. No, that's not true. When he came into the league, he, to me, in my opinion, I think he was just trying to sell himself more than anything. So he had to be a highlight, you know, highlight, you know, highlight guy. You know, he had to get himself on a highlight reel, get people, you know, hyped up about buying his shoes and marketing himself. You know, but when it came down to him really wanting to win, what did he do? He perfected his mid, he perfected his mid-range shot, okay? Let's look at Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant came in as a high-flying high school kid with, you know, with nice dunks. Don't get me wrong. Kobe did continue to do those nice dunks later on his career, but what did Kobe Bryant do? He perfected his mid-range jump shot. Let's look at Tim Duncan, another multiple, multiple winner in the NBA Finals within the last 20 years, okay? Tim Duncan. Not only was he a good post guy, he could play defense, but one thing Tim Duncan could do, he always had that that mid-range, off-the-glass backboard shot, something he can always count on. Because, you know, you got to make yourself a dual threat. This is what I believe. In order to be a true champion, a true winner, when it comes to playing basketball, you got to be able to do two things. You have to be not only excellent scoring in the paint, but you also got to be able to knock down those jump shots, whether it be threes or long twos. You got to be able to knock those shots down because if – if you're always going to be the type of guy that just keeps driving to the basket, teams are going to start building walls. They're going to double-team you. And sometimes you have to make them respect you enough on the perimeter to open it up for everybody else on the floor. So if I can sag off on LeBron and let him shoot wide open shots, that means what if he has a slasher coming across the middle? He probably won't be able to get that pass to that guy because guess what? The person that's guarding him is sagging off so much, he can kind of stand in the kind of stand a little bit off from the paint, but close to the paint enough where he can make a play on the ball. But if LeBron was making those shots, that forces him to what? Close out and play him closer. Now he has a pass lane where he can pass the guys cutting and going across. So that's one thing LeBron has not improved on, his mid-range jump shot. He definitely needs help. or oh, He should have helped himself, should I say, practicing with the mid-range jump shot. Second of all, one thing LeBron has not, has not um, fixed is – his ability to dribble the basketball. LeBron James does not have a very, very nice handle. I'm just saying for myself, this is what I honestly believe. I'm five nine and a half, um, two 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 eighteen, okay? Two hundred and eighteen pounds. Now, if I had the length if I had the length, like wingspan of LeBron James, I could probably knock the ball from me every time. You know? But due to the fact that it's overpowering size, he might be able to just push me right out of the way, like, you know, barbecue chicken, you know, just move me right out of the paint. But somebody like Iguodala, who's 6'6", Kawhi Leonard, who's 6'7", who have a wingspan, and they also can withstand some of the some of the bull rushing that LeBron James throws at them, they can stop him. They can kind of contain him because they have length. They can knock the ball away because guess what? His handle is not that good. Not to mention, every time he drives, he uses his left hand to push off usually. He uses his right hand to cuff the ball. So if you're getting double teamed going to the paint and you're pushing off with your left, you got two guys swiping at the ball. Now, Cavs fans, please don't get upset when I say this. The game has been well officiated. Now, I'm not saying this because Golden State is winning because that's not true. 
I think they've been calling the calls right for the most part. I can honestly say, for the first time, they're really letting the two teams slug it out. Both of them are getting away with some iffy calls, but for the most part, it's been called pretty fair. That's one thing I can honestly say about the officiating this series, which actually surprises me. I, I am honestly surprised by the officiating. And a lot of you guys keep saying LeBron's getting fouled every time he goes off. No, he's not. They show so many replays. And stop listening to Mark Jackson because I don't care about him being in the NBA, but he's watching the game from the sideline, and, and he's obviously lying on a lot of those teleprompter plays that he's obviously watching over and over again because last night on a few occasions he said, oh, that is definitely contact on that play. And they hit all ball when LeBron drove to the basket. Like, where's the contact at when I'm hitting all ball? Of course it's going to be contact. He's running the fucking to us. So that's where the contact comes in it. Yeah, but they're hitting at the ball. They're not hitting him, per se. You know, we want to talk about contact. Let's talk about uh, Dilla Vadova. Uh, 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 everybody said he's going for the ball. Yeah, right. How's the ball in his left hand? But you, 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 you clearly swinging at the wrong ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like seriously, like you know, they didn't review that tape to find out what the hell he was doing because I didn't see him swiping for a basketball in that case. That's just my opinion. Just what I think. But at the same token, too, we have to realize that a lot of the fans and stuff on Twitter, a lot of these people are just casual uh, basketball fans. See, I've been watching basketball for a long time, okay? Like, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I've seen a little bit of, I've seen a lot of unfair basketball Pistons, what they did to the Bulls back in, like, the 80s. I mean, they were beating the shit out of the Bulls, beating the shit out of everyone. And they were getting away with it, and they won two rings. Okay, they won, all right? I I really don't complain too much, you know what I'm saying? I, I complained a little then, but I'm like, okay, Mike could get them, you know, and Mike did. You know, Mike came back and, you know what I'm saying, like, uh, demoralized them. But the point I'm trying to make is that today's today's fans are not really liking the game for the purity of it. I think they're just liking the superstars. Like, when I was growing up, we didn't watch basketball for super, for the superstars. We watched basketball because this is our team, and we want to see them win, you know. And you can almost bet when Michael Jordan went to Boston, Michael Jordan went to Atlanta, he was booed. It wasn't, it wasn't a lot of people that said, oh, I'm a Michael Jordan fan. Nobody really said that because every city just about hated Michael Jordan, you know. You know, every city, that, every opposing team, really, uh, city, really hated Michael Jordan. What we have in today's NBA is, is like, if LeBron leaves there and go to Boston, it's amazing how many Cleveland Cavalier fans will switch over and buy Boston jerseys. How many fans across the world would, uh, would wear Boston jerseys? Just like when he went to Miami. Some of the same people I knew that grew that I, that, that that we we watching LeBron since we were like. Uh, watching LeBron since we were like 20, 21 maybe. I think this one, he was like a rookie. I probably was 21 because I think I'm older than LeBron. I think LeBron's maybe 30, I'm 34. So, yeah, when he was 18, I was probably 22. Okay, so um, we grew when we were young, young men watching LeBron James. Yeah, you know, a lot of people like LeBron, you know what I'm saying? But it's like we love LeBron. But it's amazing how many people. The moment he went to Miami, the same people that liked the LeBron when I like when I liked him when he was with Cleveland at first. These same people switched over and were wearing Miami Heat jerseys. Like, dude, when did you get the Miami Heat jersey? I'm a LeBron fan. 
I'm not a fan of Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm a LeBron fan. Wow, so you mean to tell me you're willing to change everything for just being a fan of one person? Like, really? You know, it's the craziest thing. Like, nobody's a real fan now. You know, and it's amazing how everybody just jumps from one team to the next. Like, seriously, I question sometimes, like, where do all these Warrior fans come from? Because nobody watched the Warriors when they had Latrell Sprewell and they had Joe Smith. Nobody's watching the Warriors when they had Baron Davis. I mean, maybe a few, maybe people that grew up in the Bay Area, but people outside of the Bay Area, nobody was into the Warriors like that. And everybody wants us to jump on LeBron James' teams. It's like, you're all being fans of LeBron James. Why? Because he he hasn't shown true leadership. Like, he leaves and he joins a team where he can get with three, more, three or more superstars. You know, I hated on Golden State last year heavily. But I had to overlook my hate. I'm going to tell you why I had to overlook it. And this is the reason why I had to stop. I'm not going to say overlook my hate, but I had to erase the hate I had. That's the word I'm looking for. I had to erase the hate I had. And this is the reason why. The Golden State Warriors, their two stars, Clay and Steph, were draft picks. Draymond Green, their all-star, and right now looking like a superstar, was a draft pick. They got bogeyed, like, before they even knew, like, he would be, like, Anchor for them defensively. They just kind of got him in a deal, in a deal, you know what I'm saying, with Milwaukee. You know what I'm saying? They got him in a trade for Milwaukee. Uh, Denver, I don't think Denver wanted to sign Iguodala back. Iguodala signed with Golden State. Harrison Barnes was a draft pick. Festus Azili was a draft pick. You know, so nobody really wanted to take a chance on Barbosa anymore, but Golden State said, forget it, we'll take him. Not too many people were high on Livingston like that, you know. So Golden State took a chance on him. They they picked him up. Maurice Space was a free agent. But the point I'm trying to make is that they didn't link up with three, four, five different superstars. They didn't do that. The team is built uh, uh, from the ground up, okay? Now, that's just with the players. Let's go to the head coach. The head coach uh, was part of a 72-10 and 10 Bulls team. If I'm not mistaken, I think he's part of the 72-10 and 10 Bulls team. He won a championship. Uh, I think he won three championships with Michael Jordan. So he learned on the mic. He learned on the field. He went and he went and learned under uh, Greg Popovich. He won two championships, if I'm not mistaken, with Tim Duncan as well. So he's been on a lot of great minds. And, and the way this series is looking, and the way his team is 73 and 9 in the regular season, and they're on pace to win the championship, and looking looking like right now they might be the greatest team in history at this moment. Uh, it's obviously that. It's obvious that the coach has a great mind. He also absorbs absorbs the informa- uh, right information from the right people. So I respect Steve Kerr. But this team is built from top to bottom. Uh, even when Mark Jackson's there, you can just tell, like, they actually were trained with the defensive mind, you know, and, and things of that nature to make them ready for a point like this. So I had to stop hating because I said I had to stop hating on Golden State. I respect teams like OKC. I respect teams like the Spurs because these teams are built off draft picks. They're building their teams. They're not linking up with superstars and begging like, you know, begging, hey, look, I need you all come, you know, come here to play, you know, so we can win a championship. It's not that like the Spurs, they went out and signed. One major free agent, really was major free agent, was LaMarcus Aldridge last year. I think that's just to carry the torch because Tim Duncan will be retiring soon. I understand in that case. 
but when Tim Duncan was kind of in his prime, nobody said let's go go let's go and get another superstar to play with him. You know, they didn't they they didn't do that. You know, OKC hasn't done that either. You know, what I'm saying they they've stuck with their two stars that they that they've drafted. I think Steve Adams was a draft pick. Ibaka was a draft pick. They're building with draft picks and they're building up. Um, they're building their teams for championships. I respect teams like that. Like when LeBron went to a team, when he went to Miami, I don't respect stuff like that because that just shows me that you you you, you were when you left Miami, you were if I'm not mistaken, I think you're the number one team in the East two years in a row. Um, you lost in the finals, I think, to San Antonio. And then you came back, and I think that might have been a year. I think you might have got eliminated two years in a row. I think you got eliminated by the Orlando Magic. And then one year you got eliminated. The last year you got eliminated by the Celtics, and now you want to leave. So the problem I have is that they're willing to get you all the pieces you want while you were there, but you're willing to leave and link up with two other superstars just to win a championship. And then you want to come back home. And then you wanted Wiggins traded. Um, you got Kevin Love, somebody you wanted. They're making all the decisions for you. They fired David Blatt, who's, who obviously did a better job coaching in the finals last year. I know he's somewhere like <laughs> like pointing fingers and like probably drinking a, drinking a few beers and taking some shots and like really laughing his ass off at this moment because there is no way, there is no way you would have told me that they would be down 2-0 right now. There's no way. But I told everybody that watch, they're gonna they're gonna beat them worse than they did last year, and they're gonna be they're gonna be on the verge of pretty much blowing them out because Golden State is that much better. I think Golden State already played their final. They played against OKC. OKC had the the manpower. OKC had the the scores, the superstars to do it to get it done. The only thing is is that Golden State's just that much better. Uh, I'm sorry to say that, but they're just they're that much better. And 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 Cavaliers fans, I understand you know you want LeBron with his ring, but his his window is closing because I'm afraid now a lot of Western players that are free agents they're going to start coming over to the they're going to start coming to the East and I think the East is going to start uh, being a little tougher because they're going to think it's a better opportunity in the East to I think they're going to think it's going to, there's going to be a better opportunity in the East because the East is so weak so a lot of people think they're going to have a better chance in the East so a lot of people a lot of players are going to go East like I honestly believe that so it's going to be even much harder for LeBron to get that that championship out of the East. But, like I said, enough of me babbling. I got a call on the line, 248. Hello? Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's Smitty. What's going on, Smitty? How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Just talking a little bit about the NBA Finals, man, and just how I predicted that Golden State would win at five. But I told I told, I told everybody I've been working with, I probably said it on Twitter a few times, that I think Golden State has the potential to sweep them. Sweet Cleveland, I yeah. really believe that. Yeah, no, thoughts? that's what I was saying too. No, I was I was echoing the same thing because basically Cleveland was not battle tested. They're they were not tested strong throughout the playoffs. I believe that their biggest test was Detroit. But even though even though Detroit got swept, but we were hanging with them in almost every game. I would say for the exception of one, we were hanging with them the whole time. So outside of that, 
uh, we like I felt we really let them off the hook because, and I mean I know you know with me being a Pistons fan, of course, I mean I'm not just saying it from a fan perspective, like, but I mean if you if you honestly look at it, if we made two or three better defensive plays because we had average to poor defensive rotation, um, and if we and if if Dre if Dre hit if Dre hit seventy percent of his free throws, we're, yeah, we're pretty much yeah, like we we won at least two games, you know, at absolutely. least two off of that. If we score two or three more times offensively, we're talking about three one. Considering the four games, we would be up three one. So that's what I'm just saying. We we let them off the hook, but looking at uh, what's going on with the finals here, it reminds me. So ref- referencing the Pistons, and I, I've said this on Twitter. And I even said this on our show before the finals popped off. The this reminds me of when the Pistons won it in '04 against the Lakers. Everybody under the sun, even here in in Michigan, even here, people had no belief, pretty much, that the Pistons would win or even had any kind of chance of competing. They thought LA was just going to run them out the building. And I was bugging out when I heard that because I'm like, if you look at the road L.A. took, they had it easy pretty much the whole way. Their their biggest quote-unquote test was San Antonio. And yep. San Antonio was not the team that they were now. You know, like the following year, they were not that same team. Their pedigree bumped up dramatically from that year over year. But when we, we fought, like, we played against – the easy test, the easy game was against Milwaukee, but then we had a hard seven-game series against New Jersey and a hard six-game series against the Pacers because those teams were hungry for it because we had yeah, rivalry, right. and it was a strong battle between them. So you you can look. It's, it's comparable to what happened here. OKC, hungry. I mean, they were down 3-1 to those cats. They had to fight and claw to get that back. Now, mind you, OKC made some mistakes that if they didn't make the dumb mistakes, they would have been in the finals. And it might have been more competitive, but I can't honestly say that because OKC, this isn't the same OKC that was playing back in 2010. This is a whole different team. So they could, you know, we could still be looking at a similar result, even with it being KD and Durant, because the way their team played, and that's the thing that Cleveland doesn't have. They they rest and rely so heavily on LeBron and and Kyrie and everything. And what's happening here is number one, LeBron, I mean, you know, Father Time's undefeated. This brother ain't gonna be able to just keep, you know, tuck his head in and barrel down the lane for forty eight minutes. He's not gonna be able to. That's not that I know people are saying that he needs to just tuck it in and run to the hole because he could get to the hole. Yeah, he could get to the hole easy, but guess what's happening, though? People getting that hand on that ball. It don't matter if he gets to the hole. If you ain't got a ball in your hand, you can't score. So yeah. he's being defended. And, I mean, you're playing a team that knows how to move the ball excellent on offense. Haven't heavily relied on Steph and Clay to, to, to make it happen. You got Barbosa and Livingston and all I mean you got bench players that are adequately giving the 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 starters rest in the finals 
And, I mean, this was happening a bit last year, but it's even more prominent now because, I mean, they they had the record in the season, during the regular season, and it's translated here. Like, Cleveland is outmatched all the way from start to bottom. The only chance they got of doing anything is playing extremely physical, meaning they're going to have to get their bigs in there, and they're all going to have to potentially get in foul trouble. So that means one of their key guys are going to have to get in trouble. Uh, Tristan Thompson, Mozgov, you know, they're going to have to get in some trouble in order for them to have a chance uh, because they have to slow the game all the way down. Like, there's no way they can keep up with these guys because it's all resting on LeBron at the end of the day. Kyrie is not going to be able to do it. J.R. Smith is not, you know, he's not make. he, these guys are, are component pieces, not guys that can take over games if need be. Everybody on, on the Golden State, they pretty much have, they, they, they are a hundred percent invested in their system to the point they could take over whenever. Like, they have that mindset. It doesn't matter who does it. Just get it done. Cleveland ain't like that. So, you know, that that's why I feel about it. And, I mean, I don't know if – I don't know if LeBron <clears> – <throat> excuse me – will uh, stick around necessarily for what happens. You know, like, if, if this team just implodes, especially if Kevin Love can't play on Wednesday because of the whole uh, concussion protocol. If he can't play, I mean, I know he hasn't been the most effective piece, but you still need him because you really don't have, you don't have a replacement, you know, like there's no one on their team replacing his output. So I I really don't know. I mean, if LeBron leaves, I wouldn't say I blame him, but that that's my, you know, ever since he went to Miami, that's how I look at him. Like he has he has toughness, but he doesn't have the dexterity to withstand loss on that high of a level multiple times and push instead of uh packing his bag and running for the hills, stay there and fight through it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can you can draft some pieces and build around him, but instead he's like looking for, okay, who what's the team I could go to and I could be the piece that's going to take him over the top. Like, no, like, he keeps on doing that, and that, in my opinion, puts a stint on his greatness because he's not really – he's not being a leader. He's being a follower in terms of a trend. You know, Absolutely. I could be the third piece, or I could become the leader amongst the superstars that are on whatever team it is. So, Absolutely. But, I, I know. I see exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and I question. And I question. I had a I had a conversation with a conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and well, and I, actually it was last night. And he said, uh, he said, he said, man, can I ask you a question? He says, uh, he says, it just makes me wonder the way Golden State's playing LeBron and making him look frustrated and making him look, you know, this is the second year in a row, and every time he plays against good defenders, he doesn't look that good. He says, is it that LeBron's stats are the way they are because he's played in a weak Eastern Conference for so long? Mm, no. Nah, and I kind of wondered that, though. Yeah, no. I, I, I disagree. Only, and the main reason why is because he played, well, we would have to look at his stats against the West. Like, um, but even then, that's not fair because he's only seen the West two times, and it could be off a of back-to-back, you know, like, so we never, we don't know. But LeBron is a complete talent. It's just that, um, 
when you're not, and, and this is once again the whole test theory. If you're not a team that stayed together, been tested, went through some stuff, and you pushed through it, I bet you, I bet you, if LeBron never left and they just built around him and he had some consistent core pieces that stayed with him, like the only guy that he had was Verjao. That's the only guy that's been with him pretty much start to finish before, you know, yeah. before LeBron had left and came back. So, it, if he never – if he had at least three or four other guys, whether they're supporting roles or key players that were there with him through the struggle, I'm pretty sure this series right here would not be what it is right now. And it's very possible that Cleveland could have pushed that six-game series to seven, and they possibly could have won because they got some pieces that can vibe off each other and then, you know, the coaching aspect of it. But LeBron hasn't had that. So it's it's hard to honestly say for LeBron because when things got when things got too tough he ran. And like every time he's left, you know, he goes to Miami, gets blasted, and then oh well now I'm gonna come back to Cleveland and now he's getting blast you know, well he didn't get blasted, but he got these two games he did, but in the last series, he basically shouldered the whole entire load. But David Blatt was the coach and they fired him and I'm, LeBron has something to do with that. So, Absolutely. you know, he, he, he got, he fired black, but black's looking like a much smarter coach right now. Consid- all things considering. So I don't know, man, but I don't think he'd be weak. I, I don't think if he was in the West, I don't think he'd be any better of a player than him being in the East. I, I don't think it makes a difference. Cause I mean, look, look at Kevin Love. He came from the West. And he was dominating, but on this team, he's not good as a third wheel. I'm pretty sure. I think he's good as a secondary player, or him being the, a main uh, uh, a main guy, but not necessarily a third wheel because he looks real bad. Like it's just like when Bosch was there with the Heat. Bosch looked, you know, everybody was a, a lot of people media wise talked bad about Bosch. And he wasn't really he wasn't bad though. He like he was he was a legit player. It's just that there's only one basketball and all three guys are not gonna be able to truly excel. Like you you haven't seen that, honestly, where you got that many guys command a ball and they're gonna all be able to output like that. It it's not gonna happen. Two guys at max will be able to do it, but not everybody's gonna get that chance to do it. So and Kevin Loves, he's getting the short end of the stick as I expected. But he's not going to be able to get into the flow of his game like how he would when he was in Minnesota. So, of course, he looks like, you know, he's a scrub and he's a bum and all that. But I highly doubt that, you know, like if he went back to Minnesota right now, I bet you him and uh, him and uh, Towns would be eating real good right now along with the rest of the team. So, you know. That's true. I I, I agree with you. I, I absolutely agree. Because now you're looking at LeBron, he has to handle the ball majority of the time, and Kevin Lovers, his touches are really getting cut in half as opposed to when he was in Minnesota. So you can't right. expect the same production when he's getting half the touches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I totally, I totally agree with you on that. But like I said, I told, I told somebody else that I said I think LeBron James is the first, first ballot Hall of Famer. But <laughs> and I and I and somebody told me said I was crazy for saying Larry Bird was still go above go above LeBron James. And I still put Larry Bird above LeBron because I just just looking at the statistics over the his career 
But not only that, Larry Bird was very, very, very unathletic. And to do what he did against a bunch of athletic players just shows how good he was. Not to mention he has three championships, so he has fight in him. You know, it's just yep. I could never – I couldn't put LeBron above uh, Larry Bird. I just couldn't. No. Not at all. And if no. you look at Larry Bird's stats, Larry Bird averages like a legit double-double, 24 and 10 for his career. He's a better field goal, better shooter, better three-point shooter, better free throw shooter than LeBron. And better leader. And way better leader. You know, I, I just yeah. – I don't know. I guess this is a new trend with basketball now, too that just leaving and linking up with, you know, two other already established superstars. That's why I respect Golden State more now, and I respect OKC, and I respect San Antonio, because their programs are kind of just built. Like, they yeah. they get free agents, but they're not high-end free agents. They're just guys you thought nobody else could use, and we'll just plug them into our system, and they look really, really good in the system because it's the, it's the coaching, it's the way, they're, the way they're building the team and setting the team up that makes them successful. And the way they move the ball – it's like it's not about one person. Like a lot of people see Steph Curry mm-hmm. as, oh, man, you know, the next superstar. But it's not really about Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. It's about team basketball. Yep. they just getting the ball to the open guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, I, and I like that style of basketball. That's that's the way basketball is really meant to be played. And I feel that if you don't like basketball at its purest form, you can't possibly like basketball. Right. That's true. You so, know, because I mean, I, I, I didn't like, I, I, last year I talked so bad. Like, oh, they all they do is shoot threes. But then when you look at the stats in the middle of the season, you're looking like this year, you're like, wow, they, they're one of the best three-point shooting teams, but they're also like number one and number two in points in the paint. So it's not like they're just shooting threes. Yeah. You know, it's like little stuff like that. Like, I didn't know they were number two in the league defending the three-point shot. Yeah, like, I know. That's, 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 yeah. That's crazy. No, 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 I'm saying I agree with you on that. Like, they yeah, can you know, so a lot of those things make, to make respect them more, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was mentioning something about online gaming too, man. It's not really this online gaming, but not really about uh, 2K. I wanted to, I wanted to give a shout out actually to um, to somebody I mean to give a shout out to early on. I want to give a shout out to Clint Odenberg and Rex Dixon, um, over at EA. You know, I'm not saying Madden is. The greatest. I'm not saying it's better than NFL 2K5, but to me, it seems like they're putting more effort into the game. You know, that yeah, they because when Ian Cummins was there, I saw no effort. Like it was like two years when yeah. Ian Cummins was there. It was like Madden. Was it Madden 10? It was like Madden 11. It was like the same game. All they did was add game flow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it was like the same identical thing, and it's like they're listening so. I wanted to give them a shout-out, you know, just to let them know, you know, hey, I appreciate, even if the game is not NFL 2K5, I appreciate the fact that you're actually trying to improve it and make it better and make it more realistic. I appreciate that. Well, well, I I feel that with my hand, like the hands-on time that I've had with Madden 17, it'll definitely be better than uh, 2K5 with the gameplay, in my opinion. So... Okay, will. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I believe it will. So, um, they the thing is that, and I mean, I'll, I'll say this on our show as well. The the difference is that these these past two games, Madden sixteen and seventeen, they've had full development cycles, whereas fifteen and uh, Madden twenty five were were partial, 
You know, they didn't have the full term to really flush everything out. So, and prior to that, you know, Madden 13 was a full cycle, but we're talking about 360 and PS3 at that point. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, it's hard to really see the difference until they actually perform, you know, like when they actually build it out. But just from what's being done, I mean, yeah, they're, these guys are very receptive and they want to get football, you know, back in the game full form. So they, yeah, like, I mean, I, you know, I shout them dudes out all the time. I'm extremely grateful for those guys being in there uh, and for what they're doing. Cause there's a lot of guys in there that honestly want the game, like the whole environment and culture of how they go about making the game now is completely different with, especially with those guys in there. So yeah, it's a lot of good stuff coming, you know, uh, from those guys. Like, uh, they told me, you know, they told me and um, my other guys, uh, Sim F Ball and uh, Azura, you know, they like, we hear you guys. We're going to get the game there. Just trust us and give us some time. Like, it's going to take us some time to get it, but we are going to get it. And they've been proving, you know, they've been like, I mean, I, I was very skeptical. I mean, I, I've, I've been skeptical, but now, like, I fully trust those guys like they proven it like they keep coming through time and time again like it may not be the full like you said it may not be the full blown out title that you know we've been looking for but they're they're showing it like you definitely can't deny what's going on like the progression is definitely there so they're okay. getting it there right but right good news good news perfect perfect yeah. perfect hold on we got a caller seven one eight Yo, what's going on, fellas? What's up, Smitty? What's up, Gonzo? What's going hey, on? What's How you happening? Doing? Yeah, it's Truth Chaser. What's going on? Hey, what's much, happening, Apex? Yeah, chilling, chilling, man. I, 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 I called when in your conversation when you're talking about, you know, you know, Golden State, the, 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 you know, the real basketball stuff, and I wanted to chime in on some of the stuff that you got to say. You know, okay, go ahead. Go right. Oh, yeah, basically, how I see it is as far as Cleveland. Bowling State, the State of the East, is that for some reason, and, and I guess LeBron James might have a, a fault to do with this, is I'm not knocking him in his basketball. I'm knocking him in his, I guess, co-GM duties because getting Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving on, on, your, on your squad, is, they're, not good, they're not good team defenders, and they're, not, and they're not good individual defenders. So whoever put Cleveland together, you know, especially how Golden State is really gelled because they're a better team this year than they are last year. And they almost don't have a chance unless they do a drastic change, like Smitty mentioned, you know, about going big and slowing the game down and then following people and, you know, bringing that type of edge to the game where, you know, because basketball is, is, is mental and you have to deal with psyches and, and flows of the game and ebbing flows and how the game, you know, triggerates and, and, you know, progresses. And LeBron James, and, you know, I don't knock his basketball. I don't knock what he has to do, you know. But as far as his game and as far as him being better than I, Bird, he's not better than Bird. Bird, Bird has him hands down because Bird has game. Even when LeBron James went to Miami at first, I thought Dwayne Wade was better than LeBron James. Not physically, but his game, his mental approach, how he approached the game. LeBron James is purely physical. D. Wade had game to where he had um, he would put you in a situation where you didn't know what to do. You know, he was able to create space. He was able to drive. And LeBron James did develop a game 
more so in Miami. Yeah, I guess because he was around D Wade in the practice where he had a point, he had a part of his game that I think he's forgotten to where you didn't know whether he whether he was going to drive or shoot. But he would start to like charge up and and then use a pick and then pull up. And it was pretty. It was a pretty good three point shot back in the start percentage. You know, he's forgotten about that. And that's one of the things when it, when it comes to the NBA, you got to remember aspects of your game. You know, to you know to be the complete package, you have to stay on top of all your game, not just parts of it. And LeBron James, he just went to just driving. And now I'm just a physical specimen. And his his athleticism is declining. So this is the time he needs to get the mental part of his game much more sharper. You know, when when you see when, when you know when you see people like D Wade still being effective, that's because he has game. Larry Bird's game was off the chart. He didn't need no physical um speed or anything like that. It was all mind games. And then with a with a with a cast jump shot. You know what I'm trying to say? I mean, what you guys think about that? Well, uh, I think I think Cavs. I mean, I think Wade had to Wade had to learn a jump shot because he kept hitting the deck too many times, and he wasn't going to be able to last nearly as long as he did now if he kept doing that. So he really had to get his jump shot tight. LeBron still. Well, I mean, he has he has a he has a legit jump shot, um, but it still is questionable because I mean, at times they just let him shoot like they dare LeBron to shoot at times. They even did it. They even did it last night. You know what I'm <laughs> they dare they dare him to shoot because his his shot is not his shot is not consistent, and that's what the Spurs did back what two years ago. They let LeBron shoot. Well, not two, three years ago. They let LeBron shoot. And that's part of the reason why they lost the series because they kept letting LeBron shoot. He started making some of them. So it, if uh, I mean you gotta think, LeBron is in his you know his early thirties, but he's been playing since eighteen. You know, what I'm saying eighteen, nineteen years old. He's got a lot of mileage on him right now. So yeah, he still is. You know, he's a big body dude, but that that bodying factor is dying off now. Because these dudes ain't scared. Clay getting in front of them. Barbosa yep. in front of them. Livingston in front of them. Like, these Draymond. dudes don't give a care how big. Yeah, Draymond, they don't care how big he is and he can get to the lane. they like, but you got to have that ball, though. And they swipe that out of his hand. It don't matter. You know what I'm yep. saying? Like, I mean, he's not like, – this thing, they have too many – and, I mean, you already know, because you were saying on Twitter earlier, the LeBron shown killer instinct – when he was with Wade in Miami, but he never shown killer instinct on his own. Wade did because he didn't say, hey, Shaq, you got to come down here to South Beach with me. No, Shaq, I mean, uh, Wade was just a handful of years into his career when Shaq was there, you know, Shaq and Zoe and all them and everything. That dude was still coming up. So for uh, when you look at, when you look at, at, at LeBron, LeBron, it was basically a case of when the going got tough, he got going. And now you get your coach fired, and how can you build? You have to have co- – like, at the end of the day, you also have to have steady coaching. You can't just – you know, you got to have your players, but you got to have talent. And, if you, I mean, you got to have a, a coach that's going to be one that's going to go through trial and error. 
you can't have, you know, you're not going to get a Phil Jackson kind of coach there that's going to get you, you know, 70 wins or something like that all the time. Like, you're not going to win all the time. You've got to go through some things. And that, that's what I was saying before. I'm pretty sure you heard. Blatt looks a heck of a lot more intelligent than Luda yeah. right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, and they fired Black with a good. Re- they were, they were, they were, uh, they were uh, top in the East when they fired him. You so can't, like, it's not like you don't get away with stuff like know. that. That, yeah, that that's gonna come back and bite you. Yeah, <laughs> it's happening right now. You know, you you, yep. you 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 can't do wrong on any level, man. It's gonna come back and bite you, man. That's what I personally feel, man. But the thing with me, you gotta have team defenders that can play team defense and individual defense, man. Yeah. And who who even got Shumpert and a little bit J.R. Smith and I I call it like a little bit of dogging when you could just sit and play play your man and you have that you have that energy and that thing like now nah, you ain't getting by me and then you have good team defense anticipation and rotation like when I watch Golden State I love to watch them play defense man I didn't I didn't know the time in the second quarter last night man they was all over Cleveland did y'all see that they like they didn't know what to do, yo. I was like, wow, this is amazing. I love to watch great team defense. The last time I seen good team defense like that really was, uh, what, Chicago Bulls when Jordan was there? Yo, I, 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 I remember the third quarters of when they come out to half, how they did that, when they did their full-court press. That was crazy. Yo. I used to love to watch that, man. And Michael Jordan probably was the only superstar other than – Steph Curry that I can remember that had that level of team defense so that now you can be a superstar all you want offensively. But if your team can't play defense for you, when you score, it's not going to mean nothing. But now when you score easy for superstars, they, you know, the reason why they're superstars, they score kind of easy. And when you score easy and then you got to face tough team defense, now every point that you make means something. And that's why Golden State is so deadly. Because Steph Curry will do a little dance behind a pick, pop a three in your mouth, and then, and then you got to face Golden State's tough defense. It's demoralized. It's purely demoralized. Steph Curry will drop six points on you, nine points on you, and then you, you're, you're done. You're literally done for that half and might be for the game. And that's what's happening in Cleveland right now. I mean, Steph Curry, uh, uh, three points will be a dagger. Because now it's like, okay, damn, he got three points. How are we gonna make that back? We gotta go against this. You see, Kevin up there didn't know what to do. Yo, yo, Kyrie Irving couldn't really pass Draymond Green that easily. Draymond Green is a dog, man. You, you wasn't you wasn't passing Draymond Green. Okay, I'm just gonna go skate all around right by you like it's nothing. Nah, Draymond, uh, uh, Kyrie Irving had problems getting by him. And even when he when he kind of got by by him, he wasn't making the layup because there was too much defensive pressure. Same thing with uh, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson shut down LeBron James, especially in that one drive where he turned it over out of bounds. He, he wasn't even going nowhere. I love to watch stuff like that. And that's why I go on state, man. OKC is going to be a threat, especially next year if they keep that team together. Kevin Durant, if he was smart, he better not go nowhere because you're not going to be guaranteed yep. to have good team defense where you go. You're probably going to have a whole bunch of dudes that have to hide you know, and then, you know, you have like three, four, five defenders on your team that's now good team defenders. What's going to happen when your offense struggles? That means you're going to take it out. And then when it, when it comes to playoff basketball, you, you're not going to win. So, Kevin Durant, you need to stay where the team defense is. 
Yeah, I, I, I to piggyback on what you said, man. Like Golden State's team defense. One thing I like is that the the best part about the defense is that they can throw the ball into the post, and the perimeter defenders can come in the double team, and still got enough. Still, it's almost like they got enough. They got enough quickness to get back out to the perimeter and defend the wide uh-huh. open three. It's like, what can that. you do? It's like yep. you plugged on every area on the court. You know what I'm saying? Usually, defense is made where it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a blanket. You can pull it to one side, but that means one side is short, so you got opportunity uh-huh. to score. To score, their defense is almost like, like you said, Chicago Bulls defense. There is no weakness in the defense. So what uh-huh. do you do now? It's like you stuck. It's almost like you pretty much walk into the game knowing you're gonna lose already because they defend so well. Yep. And so that's why I don't blame LeBron James on the court. I blame who he tried to recruit. You're supposed to know if you're in the NBA that Kemba Love can't defend. And then, Ky- I mean, I mean, he went to Kyrie Irving, but he 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 kind of orchestrated this when he was in Miami. You see what I'm trying to say? He's supposed mm-hmm. to know out of all people, you're supposed to know where the dog is at. When you play against him every night, when you go from city to city, and you're playing against a dude like, man, I got good. This guy's good over here. This guy's good over here. He's supposed to know that we ain't ready yet. We're not ready defensively yet. And when, when if, you at, if you look yeah. at B-Ball Breakdown on, on Twitter, they showed uh-huh. a lot of breakdowns too where LeBron's making a lot of mistakes on defense. He's telling guys, hey, oh, man. switch. Yeah. And he's not switch switching no when reason. he's supposed to. Leaving yep. guys uh-huh. wide open. Yo, his leadership, I don't look all that stuff. He, I'm the leader of this team. How you be speaking? He, he was drinking too much of his own bath water because the, the level of hype that LeBron James had in the media was probably the most of, of all time. And he started to drink his own bath water, and I think that was his doom. Because right now he wasn't able to see he wasn't able to see himself and the, the where he's at and where his team is at. He just started to believe the hype. So then now, if you believe in your own hype, man, where are you going? What are you going to do? You see, what I'm trying to say he thinks he's going to win because, or he's the greatest player on. Nah, come on, B. You well, got to know where you. Yeah. He said he's the best player in the world. He's like, yeah, he's the MVP, sure, but I'm the best player in the world. And you, you said it yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'm like you can't, you can't talk if that. If you honestly believe that, and you and you got beat by these dudes, these dudes wanted you. Golden State said, we want Cleveland on purpose. They said before the season begun, we want them. They eating these dudes up right now, man. Egg on his face. He put his own, he put his own egg on his own face, literally, yep. because he was saying, oh, we, we're built for this. <laughs> he walks into a buzzsaw. Come on, man. And it's not, like I said, he's outmatched. His team is outmatched. His team is way outmatched, man. Like, they're going to have, they're going to, have to muster up so much to get one win against Golden State that they're not going to be able to do it the next game because then Golden State's going to reload. And then when they reload, Steph is sleeping right now. Steph is sleeping and, and Clay is sleeping. I think Steph's still got a little bit of that soreness in his knee to where he's not really, and you can tell how he moves off ball, he's not really moving like how he usually moves off ball because off ball, he's almost as dangerous when he, when he has the ball. How he be doing a little fake feints and going the other direction with cat-like quickness, you can't even defend it, but he's not doing that. He's almost yeah, like he's not cutting as much he, as he was. He's being a decoy because he's in pain. I, th- I think he's in pain. I think he has a little bit of pain left that he's trying to work with. You know, it may not be damaged, but it may be pain, and he's kind of unsure because when you watch how he moves off ball, he doesn't have. We got sixty pop. seconds. Oh, oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, bro. Shout outs. You guys got any shout outs? 
Um, shout outs to you guys, man. Um, yo, 2K17, man. I, I made a video talking about it, man. We gotta, as a community, demand that they uh, clean up the the competition. That's that's my campaign. Absolutely. You know, I want to see 2K. I want to see 2K get there. I'm done. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I feel I feel you on that too. I honestly feel they need a new engine because honestly, Apex's original channel spotlighted a lot of the issues that he's talking about today. They need a brand new engine for that game, to be honest, to really get the game where it needs to be. That's just my opinion, though. Like I said, man, I appreciate appreciate you guys coming on, man. Shout out to you, man, Truth Chasers, Gideon Prime. Shout out to you too, Deece Mini, man. Appreciate y'all coming out to the show, man. No oh, yeah, man. no doubt. Keep up. Keep up the stuff, man. All right. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Peace. Peace. Peace out, man. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.